This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle. My guest has spent her whole life in sports, a longtime sports executive since 2020, the commissioner of the Premier Hockey Federation, formerly known as the National Women's Hockey League. Tyler Tamania, it's great to have you on Sports Jam. Thank you so much, Doug. I'm happy to be here. Spending your whole life in sports, I guess it kind of makes sense that your dad, a longtime scout with the Chicago White Sox, named you after Ty Cobb. Yeah, so I, I was born into baseball. Um, I worked in baseball, and, and then I married in baseball. So it's quite, if you put it that way, Doug, it sounds quite <laughs> boring. <laughs> but um, yeah, so my uh, my parents, I guess, back in 1970-something, um, they, uh, my sister is Brooke after Brooks Robinson, and, and my, my name is actually Tyler. And now Ty Cobb is really Tyrus. Um, so my dad, who was a fan of Ty Cobb uh, for his on-field uh, grit and aggressive and the way he played the game, uh, you know, they, and it was back in the day, they didn't know if I was going to be a boy or a girl. So it was definitely going to be Tyler no matter what. And so here I am today, and uh, most people call me Ty, but uh, my my mother thought Tyrus was a little too far. Uh, so they both came to the agreement that Tyler was going to be the name. And uh, so I'm really happy because I I could just confuse everybody on paper as to what, what gender I am. <laughs> so it, it never gets old. <laughs> and what's great is that you're tenacious, you're tough just like Ty Cobb was, you know, Ty Cobb was a controversial baseball figure, but no doubt he played the game hard and, you know, was certainly somebody who loved the sport of baseball. And I know you do too. We're going to talk about your husband, who's the general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So what a team you are as sports executives. We'll talk about Ben Charrington coming up a little bit later, but there's big news now that has come about for the premier hockey federation a big infusion of money, $25 million. Tell us about this and how it's going to impact this women's hockey league. Yeah. So when I kind of, when I took over 18 months ago, um, there was a lot of work that we had to do um, in order to take this league to the next level. Um, And that started with getting new owners. Um, And we had to do that rather quickly. Uh, It's because of the board of governors, um, that we were, we're able to sit here today. It's been many, many, many discussions, as you can imagine, Doug, over the last couple of months, right? Um, about, you know, the, where we're going to head, where we're like to head in the next three to five years. And as we forecast it out, um, I'm, I'm very pleased to announce uh, the backing and trust of the Board of Governors um, with this capital infusion um, directly going right to uh, the players. So they have announced... Um, $25 million over the next three years, seven and a half of that will be allocated to season eight, which will start um, in October, um, directly relating to the player salary, bringing that salary cap to 750000 Now, when I started here, the salary cap was one hundred and fifty. dollars uh, We had a two-week season in season six because of the COVID. Um, I, I wanted to jump from baseball to women's hockey, right, uh, for the leadership challenge. This was unlike any kind of thing I could script out uh, as far as the leadership challenge was concerned going into a pandemic, right? Like leadership is not trained in pandemic mm-hmm. um, uh, style of running a league. So we, um, we had this two-week season. We landed a landmark sponsorship deal with Discover. 
And because of Discover's landmark sponsorship deal at season six, we were able to bring that salary cap from 150 to 350,000 per team, which was epic at the time. That's only a couple months ago we announced that. The Board of Governors felt very passionate on, on some of our sponsorship tracking, how we're tracking there, our media deal with ESPN Plus, TSN being a huge partner in us, putting us on linear a couple of times as well this, this season. The media component, the sponsorship partnerships, and the way that you know we're into an Olympic year here, the way that we're tracking coming into women's hockey and it being a very attractive sport, they felt very passionate. Um, there was not a lot of convincing here, Doug, um, that to get to a livable wage sooner rather than later would benefit the landscape of women's hockey altogether. So here we are at 750. I could tell you the year after our mode imagine that's going to grow um, with a base salary of 37.5 as a minimum. Um, it's, it's a great time to be an athlete here in the PHF. Um, and again, just a starting point, right? Like these female athletes, these athletes here at the PHF really deserve everything that they're trying to do. They they really take personal ownership into growing this game. And so I'm thrilled that the owners felt just as passionate about growing it as well. We are underway here at Northtown Center in Buffalo. Josh Toll and former Olympian Lindsey Fry with you as this is played around the boards and up to Otter Morrison. Morrison squeezed on the near side. And now here a chance for Kepler. Kepler, of course, getting her first career PHF goal in last night's loss. I was so excited to hear about this infusion because as you can probably tell from behind me, I had the Lamaru twins on Sports Jam along with Hillary Knight as well and uh, winning the gold medal. And they talked about it at the time, having this ability to play this sport just like the men and not getting the money for it. So what a great thing now to know that the salaries are going up and really going up exponentially because of people like you and the Board of Governors. So this is, this is really great news because I love the sport of, of women's hockey uh, following them and uh, this upcoming Olympics, it's it's just wonderful. First of all, I can't skate a lick, Tyler. So, <laughs> so I appreciate anybody who can play the game at a high level. And certainly right. the Premier Hockey Federation has the best to offer. There's also an expansion. You mentioned 18s. That's an expansion of two. Tell us about the teams. Yeah. So um, just a strategic overview. Definitely would love to see the Federation grow to a point where you know, you have almost across the states domestically within Canada and the United States um, to have a little bit more of a, of a cup presence, meaning between the West and East Coast division, right, or the North and South. Um, I would love for it to grow into the non-traditional hockey markets. I feel um, taking off of a little bit of my minor league baseball model where we're in non-traditional baseball markets. There's a lot of room to grow there for the sports entertainment dollar. But going into season eight, um, you'll, you're going to see Montreal be, become part of our family. Um, and the Board of Governors is, uh, and that ownership group is working diligently. Uh, they're supposed to happen last, this season, uh, but because of COVID um, and trying to get that up and running, it's definitely season eight. Um, and then you'll also see um, on the state side, domestically here, another expansion team, which I'd love to talk about, um, but I can't. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that growth is really important, especially coming 
um, out of the Olympics and then looking at the, um, the roster composition of, of athletes coming out of um, college and the international market, which is huge for us. We've created the international draft this year, the first time ever, you know, drawing from a different um, market outside of the traditional Canadian and domestic um, markets. And then just to grow the game and be able to have more roster spots, which is imperative, um, as well as uh, more locations for athletes to be able to go to, um, I think is just going to be wildly successful for season eight. Um, I'm really excited to, you know, I, I'm really excited Doug, to finish season seven. Don't get me wrong, but if we can just kind of like <laughs> get going into season eight, definitely excited about that. We know the wonderful countries that have made the National Hockey League great because of expanding throughout international. When the Russians joined the NHL, the whole thing changed. And, and the Finns mm-hmm. and the Swedes, what countries are really good for women hockey players right now? Same for us, too. Um, those, those particular markets, um, those areas internationally, are, we draw from. Um, we have Sweden, Finland. Um, Italy was um, another. We have a great uh, relationship with them. Um, and Russia, of course. So the same, it's the same parallel track of, of the NHL that we try to um, entice athletes from those countries to come over as well to play for here for us at the PHF. Uh, so yeah, we hope to expand that um, as time goes on as well, the international presence. We're speaking with Tyler Tominia, who is the commissioner of the Premier Hockey Federation, which used to be known as the National, National Women's Hockey League. With expansion and with the Olympics coming up, will the Olympics play a, a, a key role in continuing to grow the, this sport and getting people to know names? Because it's always sometimes important. Hillary Knight, you know, has been huge, getting her name out there and, and people associating. And then some of the other players who become broadcasters now, you know, yeah. uh, of these games, which is exciting as well. So how important are the Olympics for your league? So it's so important, the Olympics for our league, just for brand awareness and interest, right? When we kind of sit um, in our off-season defining what our brand KPIs are um, for our league in particular, um, the Olympics played a very uh, important role in, in my position here as commissioner. So, you know, going into an Olympic year, um, the analytics is always in my favor, right? So um, I wouldn't be... I, I, I wouldn't be here um, without, you know, a lot of our success is attributed to the fact that we're in Olympic gear. So when I go to somebody um, with networks um, back in the summertime and I'm saying like, hey, you know, w- women's hockey is going to be very quite enticing. They know that, too. Right. They have the data. Um, it was quite influential in me landing ESPN Plus as our media uh, partner this year. And to be able to provide their fans um, every weekend with women's hockey versus once every four years is imperative to the growth of not only the sport, but to our league in particular. And then you'll also see a rise of particular athletes and their personal brand. And so you'll see after the Olympics, um, you know, the brand of the personal athlete increase, the storyline, the content. Um, and that's what all drives our content as well coming off an Olympics. You'll see them do kind of a showcase um, uh, setting um, after the Olympics um, in order to just kind of keep the brand and interest and awareness 
um, on top of everyone's mind. Um, but yeah, they were very excited. We got very lucky this year um, uh, for the, the Olympics to be part of that. And we hope to capitalize on that momentum and interest going into season eight. This one tipped on by who else? Thunstrom. Third goal in two games for Allie Thunstrom. Oh, what a play there for the Whitecaps as they were just whipping that puck around on this five on three. And I got to say, the Buttes were doing a pretty good job managing their triangle, trying to kill this off. But just a quick play from Turnquist. You grew up going to baseball games with, with yeah. your dad and, and watching. Where did you first get the spark to enjoy hockey? Oh, I actually, uh, so my dad skated. <laughs> Um, he was a much better skater than I. I, I, I actually grew up in ranks skating. Um, I'm, and I, and I say this because it was figure skating. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily hockey. My father was hockey and my, um, my sister and I were both on figure skates, but we were little rink rats on Saturday going um, to the local rink and skating around. Um, and my dad, I just, you know, I, I live from a, for my dad and for both my parents, I think us as children can, uh, you know, of any of our parents, you know, we try to live vicariously and also impress them as we get older, right? So um, baseball will always be my my love and my passion. I'm still involved in it um, with the Pittsfield Suns as co-owner. Um, but it was in, you know, it was a nice little, I was actually trying to sell off one of our, our teams when I ended up going to Boston Pride game and I met the owners there and um, that's how I got involved in women's hockey um, initially through Toronto six and being their chair. Um, but yeah, so really it was, is the kind of, I came from a very athletic family. <laughs> yeah. I'll say. So it doesn't, um, it's not too far and that I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I guess it really means so much more for the fact you were a rank rat that now you're the head of the premier hockey federation that it's like coming full circles. Like who knew, right. When you were Actually, young, I did not know. Um, yeah. And isn't that funny about life Doug? right? Like it's, it's what you least expect. I couldn't have scripted this out. I wasn't even thinking about it at all. Um, I, you know, my mind for the last 16 years has always been about baseball and how to grow the game there. And especially in particular minor league level in which I love the minor leagues. It's more my personality, um, being able to work with the best, I think, and Mike Beck and Marvin Jeff Goldklang and Bill Murray, the actor, um, to be able to, um, really put on a sports entertainment and marketing uh, mind and go into minor league markets and really elevate that uh, with a, is a passion of mine. Um, and But here I am, not dissimilar, to trying to grow markets, um, trying to change the traditional aspect of women's hockey or hockey in general, um, trying to put a little bit of a flair of sports entertainment, taking a different look, being a traditional buster, if you will, um, is, is something that I just, I live for. Like I have a lot of passion for that, Doug, as, as you can probably tell. Um, and so I feel blessed to be here. Um, and I feel even more blessed that the athletes, um, in particular understand that and want to do that and be a difference maker. So. And what a difference maker you were with the, the Gold Clang Group, the sports entertainment consulting and management firm that really got you involved in so many different teams, the Hudson Valley Renegades, the Charleston River Dogs, St. Paul Saints, Pittsfield Suns, as you mentioned, Fort Myers Miracle, all that part of 
Tyler Tamenia's background. And anybody who's been to a minor league game or worked with management, uh, we had the Newark Bears for, for many years, and, and I was a part um, doing some PA for the Staten Island Yankees before that team uh, oh, yeah. was, was folded into another. So I know the inner workings a little bit about minor league baseball, and it's wonderful to know that somebody like you that has the skills to make those things work will now, even on a grander scale, take all that information that you have learned working at that level, putting your passion together, putting your background as a rink rat, your dad, your husband. I mean, it's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And, and I, I think the only thing to say about the Premier Hockey Federation is it's going up. Oh, I appreciate that. It's I feel there's a great movement going on and I feel uh, that the athletes really just are driving that movement and it's really a testament to them wanting to get uh, want to get down and dirty and be a part of that. They're really rolling up their sleeves and uh, they're just as influential off the ice as they are on the ice. Uh, true role models. I mean, I have nine and seven year old girls. Right. And uh, they know more about a Madison Packer or Cheyenne Archangelo than a Mika Zibanejad or Adam Fox. If they're diehard Rangers fans too, don't get me wrong. But um, I think it's really a great time um, for women's hockey in particular. It's exciting. Um, and I'm just, I feel blessed to be a part of it. It's funny that you mentioned the Rangers. Right after this interview, I am headed to Madison Square Garden for oh, no, the number awesome. 30 jersey raising of Henrik Lundqvist to the rafters of MSG, yeah, the great that. goalie. So right. looking forward to that. Uh, you can imagine that I'm, I'm a Penguins fan being from Pittsburgh, but I, I really, yeah, I appreciate, you know, all the, <laughs> all the great players who have played this and going to watch Mark Messier against Mario Lemieux at the garden was one of my greatest thrills. Um, oh, I would imagine. You're at the All-Star Game in Buffalo right now, and uh, I just happened to watch the, the retake of the Winter Classic that was first held in Buffalo all those years ago, uh, more than 10 years ago now, where the Buffalo Sabres and Pittsburgh Penguins were in the first outdoor Winter Classic. Buffalo's a hotbed uh, for hockey. But I want to talk about your two daughters and your husband, Ben Charrington, yeah. who is now the GM for a couple of years now of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Not an easy job. You want to talk about not an challenges? Easy job, but you guys are really lucky. I got to say, and uh, and I'm not just saying that because he's my husband. Um, one of one of the greatest things. So you have to remember, I was in baseball for a while, right? I went to MLB scout school. I grew up with my father at the White Sox. <laughs> Uh, I think you guys are really lucky because what Ben does, and I'm not talking as if I'm his I'm his wife, but one of his greatest um, attributes and one of his greatest skills are to really just develop a farm system um, better than I can ever have. I'm probably the opposite. If I was to be a GM, I was probably uh, a little bit opposite of him, right? Like um, he he definitely has got a scout's eye um, on acquisition of talent. I've, it's really, really keen. I am very impressed um, by him just from a professional standpoint. And so I think um, if you have some patience in that Pittsburgh market, um, you'll see a great reward. Um, there was a lot to do coming in, into that role. Um, and again, I won't, I won't speak for him, but from a fan perspective, uh, I think it's a very exciting time uh, to be a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. Then um, again, knowing that you're going to lose um, a couple of seasons there, right? But 
in the end, um, you'll see a lot of, of success. And it's really about, you know, stocking up that farm system, getting it to the place where it needs to be. Um, and then obviously, uh, for a GM, GM's perspective, right, to be able to have that collateral down below, um, whether it's to do stuff in the free agent market or to do stuff in trades or to do stuff in the future. Um, it's painful sometimes, right, to be a fan, um, to go through maybe one or two losing seasons. But the reward I really genuinely feel um, with some of the talent that is, is in being infused into that, that farm system in particular. Um, I think you guys are in for a good ride. All right. So you heard it on sports jam pirate fans hang in there, right? <laughs> it's been a long time coming since we've had a, you know, a competitive team. So, uh, yeah. we hope that, uh, that certainly happens and Ben Charrington turning around the Pittsburgh pirates, your two daughters, you know, they're still young, but having all of this, I mean, <laughs> They, ha- they have to play sports, right? Yeah, I got the natural athlete actually in both of them. Um, Adwin, my daughter, who's nine, they both skate, right? They're in, they're part of the little Penguins program there. Um, they both play hockey. Um, the weird the weird aspect for me is that uh, it was always baseball in my house. Um, but because of this new role, um, they're quite enticed uh, by... <laughs> Uh, by hockey they like to play with it you know to play the sport um two different kind of athletes Edwin is a natural talent natural power I, I know this is like weird to talk about your own kid this way but this is interesting like my father and I used to analyze body type athletes um and it would probably seem foreign to some for a father-daughter to talk the way that we do but um it's now gone <laughs> generational Alan's a natural talent, very strong. Harper is definitely my seven-year-old. She's a little bit like me. We have a little bit wild personality. Um, our slap shot's sick. Um, definitely likes to have a lot more fun on the ice. And Adwin is quite academic on the ice. And she's very, you know, um, analytical in her approach to playing hockey. Uh, but, yeah, they both, um, in soccer, they both, uh, they both, and swim, they're both very athletic. <laughs> People might not know that your middle name is Adwin. Tell us. Adwin, yes. Yeah, yeah. so tell us about that. So it's Welsh. My mom, um, you know, it's actually uh, my mom's uh, side of the family is from Ireland, Wicklow. Um, her, her mother is one of 12. Um, and uh, Adwin is a patron saint of sweethearts. <laughs> so my mother felt quite strongly, if you're going to hear me after Ty, You've got to go to the polar opposite on a middle name. I've never said that publicly before, Doug. So um, <laughs> the, no one's ever asked me. So that was that's that's a great question on your end. Um, so she named me um, Adwen, which is Welsh. And uh, when my firstborn, I always knew my firstborn was going to be Adwen, uh, no matter what. Um, and so Adwin has now taken on the patron saint of sweethearts, and uh, she is. She's just that. And Harper's middle name is Charles. Um, she was born when Ben was the GM of the Red Sox. And so hers is uh, Charles River. <laughs> That's fantastic. Charles River. Oh, what a, what a wonderful family. And so as we wrap up this edition of Sports Jam, what, anything else that you would like to mention about the Premier Hockey Federation that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Yeah, I just think it's an exciting time to be a part of women's hockey and especially the Federation um, with deals like Upper Deck being um, the first time that we've ever been able to bring a trading card 
Um, obviously, Doug, you can imagine um, I was a part of minor league baseball when we brought in tops. That was my first uh, sponsorship deal that I did when I was there with the Gold Klein Group. Um, I'm really happy that Upper Deck came through for us. So for the next five years, being able to provide, uh, you know, our athletes with their own trading card, it's a legacy play. I love that um, for them. Um, so and Warrior coming in, there's a lot of momentum and growth and support. And we need that in order to succeed and to bring it into the next three to five years. And so I'm just very thankful um, for the coverage that you've given us, Doug. I'm happy to be on your program. Love your program. And um, I won't hate you too much. Um, <laughs> that you're from Pittsburgh. No, I love Pittsburgh, but I'm a New Yorker. You know that, born and raised. No, I um, know. There, there are some people that have seen me in Penguins jerseys won't even go on the elevator with me in New York. They step no. out and they said, I'm We're not fierce. getting in there with Yeah, very We're serious. Fierce. But there. Pittsburgh is now my second home, so I will adopt <laughs> everything Pittsburgh. <laughs> One last question then. Yeah. Uh, more and more executives. We're finding more and more female executives now. Yeah. And and women are making such a contribution to sports all over, whether it be broadcasting, whether it be the actual sports themselves. Obviously, this is something that's very important to you. Yeah. I huge, um, huge agenda for me, right? 20 years ago when I started in sports, it's like I was an enigma. Um, I'm so happy I'm here and, and my staff knows this and, and others outside of the sport. It's my life mission to elevate women as, as fast and um, as, as, <laughs> as hard as I can um, to executive role positions. Um, I feel more passionate about that than anything else. Um, I had great mentors um, in my baseball career that helped me along the way, like Kim Ang. Uh, she was there. I mean, she's known me since I was 13. She was with the Chicago White Sox initially. To have somebody like her to look up to while I was in the game, and Gene Afterman, of course, um, the AGM of the Yankees. Uh, you have to see it in order to be it. Um, and as as yeah, I'm here to help anyone, and um, I feel very passionate about uh, trying to get others involved in sports um, and to get uh, a little bit more front-facing when it came, comes to uh, females or women in general in executive roles. You've got me fired up. I don't even need to worry about going to the Rangers game tonight. I'm already fired up just listening <laughs> to Tyler Tamania, the commissioner of the Premier Hockey Federation. Thanks so much and continued success to you and your entire family. And we appreciate you being on Sports Jam. Thank you so much, Doug. Thanks for the invite. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all the station's great podcasts, including The Checkout and Jazz United, by going to wbgo.org slash studios. You can find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Special thanks to Joe Favorito for hooking us up with Tyler Tamania. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.